We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That's Tyler Siski. We'll be with you for the next, I don't know, hour and 15 or so. That's probably about the goal. We're going to talk about uh, the situation at Auburn. I'll probably just back away and, and let Tyler uh, get going on that. Yeah, if we do that after 45 minutes. Yeah, we'll do it before it 45 may, It may minutes. go viral and people maybe get pissed at me. We'll talk a little bit about the Michigan quarterback battle. An interesting way that, uh, speaking of quarterback battles, interesting way that uh, Jim Harbaugh is handling that in Ann Arbor. Um, a guy that you know, I think you recruited at Alabama, Brian Robinson. Yeah. Was shot. Uh, twice. In, in, twice in a, a carjacking in Washington. It sounds like he was on the verge of winning that, that starting job there. Yeah, he would have he, he definitely been a part of it. I don't know if, you know, they got Antonio Gibson. They got some guys there, but he was going to play. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I know a, a friend of yours, Walt Wells, the Eastern Kentucky coach, not, not in a good situation, had a heart attack. He's in ICU. I guess that happened overnight, or yeah, I, it happened yesterday. I don't know any updates, so I don't want to say anything because I haven't seen anything. But just uh, you know, wasn't really a friend of mine. We just kind of knew, you know, had met each other through the business. Coaching a is times. a coaching is a fraternity. Yeah, we're not like tight. We don't right. call, but it just it doesn't matter who it is. It's just a sad deal, man. I mean, you know what I mean? I yes. Mean, but uh, yeah, just wanted to send, send thought and prayers out to his family and. Uh, you know, everybody associated with the program in Eastern Kentucky. We'll talk some week zero. We'll look ahead to some week one. Um, luckily for everyone, we probably won't have time to get to the uh, Joe Rogan experience. He had, uh, <laughs> he had Aaron Rodgers on his show. How good was that? Have you listened to the whole interview? I've not listened to all of it. I'm right. a little more than an hour we'll in. Do that I've had it on in the background. It has been um, – it's been enlightening. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's fascinating to see two guys, frankly – who kind of took a beating um, from the media. Both yeah, I'm Rogan. glad he got a chance to tell his story too, though. You know, yeah. I mean, because everybody's assuming a lot of things, but 
So we'll get to to all that in a minute. First, I want to tell you that uh, this show is brought to you by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. They're also on Twitter. Send them a DM. Hit them up with a message. Tell them how much you appreciate them making uh, this show possible. I was telling uh, Tyler earlier today, and a little humble brag here for a minute, um, probably the worst time to start a radio show or a podcast, probably the absolute, especially one that's sports related, probably there's no worse time than July and then August. Yep. And so I said, well, let's start in July. <laughs> and um, made all the sense in the world. Yeah. It did not make sense. Uh, so here we are. We've uh, phenomenal numbers. Thanks to all of you guys for uh, for hitting the like button, hitting the subscribe button, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. But you've done that. You've reached out to uh, the people at Rain, which we appreciate. That's that's the best thing you can do. And uh, Walk Ons is jumping in. They'll, they'll be officially with us on uh, Thursday, but they're they're with us already, as far as I'm concerned. Um, working on some other stuff as well. So. It's really cool. So uh, speaking of rain, uh, I'm back to the orange dream sickle today, which was a good call on your part because I, I, I know you're I know what you like now. I, I like orange. I, I need I needed a, a pick me up. I've had a day. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, this is a new one for me. OK, I know it's out there. I just haven't had it. Red dragon. Oh, inferno. Because I needed a little extra the juice. Thermogenic. Today. Yeah, thermogenic. Rain. Inferno Red Dragon. Red Dragon. So I'm rolling it's a hell with of it. a cool name. What, really, what is the flavor? Let's go. All right, here we go. Little cherry. Okay. I think it's I think it's a cherry. Okay. It's good as it's good as shit. So it's <laughs> it's it's uh probably like I'll have to get Bob uh to give me the exact deal, but it tastes like the cherry limeade without the aid kick in it. Okay. But uh hey, speaking of, I got I gotta say this real quick. I didn't even tell you this. So Friday uh, my son, who I just want to go on record and let all the parents know that it was not my idea for my six-year-old to be playing travel baseball. Yeah. My wife kind of did that. And then uh, Brad Ewing, that's at Oxford University Bank here in yeah. town. Brad works good, with my wife. Yeah, yeah, good friend of mine. His son played for us on the uh, Canes team that I coach. So him, he, he, he kind of talked, I think – his wife and him kind of talked my wife into doing it. So I was like, okay, whatever. But they do a great job, by the way. So go to the first tournament this weekend. And Friday was a – I won't I won't cuss, but it was a, a bear. How about that? Okay. We had the tournament there at, I think, 7 o'clock or 7.40 game with six-year-olds. Get you Ooh. some of that. Okay. Ooh. People taking this thing way too serious. That's ridiculous. We had grandmothers throwing hips out, breaking hips, celebrating. I mean, they were in it now. I mean, you thought it was game seven of the World Series. They were, they were, they were with it. But I had to go pick up my oldest son coming back from the game at Brandon. They didn't get back till 2 a.m. Yeah. And so I needed a little juice. So I drank my rain yeah. at about 7 o'clock because I knew I was going to be up for a while. Yeah, 7 p.m. Yep. I walk in. This is in Tupelo at mm-hmm. Ballard Park. Mm-hmm. I walk into the gate. And somebody, I have no, no idea who they are, goes, hey, Tyler. <laughs> And I kind of look, don't know who they are. They go, they saw me with the rain, and they go, 45 minutes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And That's then, awesome. And then Knox's baseball coach, he let me know that he's been participating in the rain. And then uh, 
The other rain news is really exciting, hopefully for the rain people. I got a text message on the way over here from the Georgia State coaching staff. Yeah. And there are rain cans everywhere and wanted to cuss me because now they're hooked. Is that right? And they don't need it. They got juice. Yeah. They don't need it. <laughs> so I told uh, – Georgia told, State headed to Columbia to play South yeah, Carolina. And they're yeah, opening yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, just, one, it's one of the games just, I've kind of got circled. I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. But, uh, no, it's been good, man. And then I did get an answer for your tropical – uh, storm the flavor coming out okay it will be in amazon on october 31st but will be in stores they have a deal with amazon that's what you get for questioning amazon yeah you you yeah. questioned amazon and you don't, you don't do that yeah but bob said it will not be in stores until, until december january 1st january yeah. okay so letting everybody know cool yeah i got a, i got somebody in uh i'm really famous i got a guy at ballard park that likes me <laughs> All right, that was my rain update. I'm done. Fear the 45, Sammy says. That's right. All right, so uh, I don't really know where to start, but I want to start here. You're, you're familiar with the Auburn program, obviously. We've talked a lot about that. Yep. Um, so you're just going to get me hot before we even get started? Yeah, going to get you, going to get it out of your system before we get to the 45 minutes <laughs> because I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to put explicit labels all over everything. Yeah. Um, Tell me your thoughts. I guess it was Friday yeah, when Friday. the news broke. I think my friend J.G. Tate uh, with Rivals, AuburnSports.com, broke it that uh, Alan Green resigning, being fired, walking away, whatever. Obviously, you don't want to make an AD change in late August, a week before your football team opens a season. This was a yet another in a what has been a kind of a power play there for a while. What were your thoughts when you when you heard it? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. So if you're a small kid listening, you probably need to turn off because I don't know what I'm about to say. But really pissed off from the jump. It's terrible timing. Okay, but don't think that was on accident. That's what pisses me off. You're going to do it the week before the first game. Why? Because you want to create a distraction for your football program that you're trying to get get a guy out of here. Okay? It's the same people that have been trying to get rid tried to get rid of him in the offseason. Okay? Well guess what? Well that was Allen's guy. So what are they going to do? They're going to get rid of Allen. Allen Green, let me say that. They're going to get rid of the A D. Who's who was here, by the way? I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, he was but. he was here with a bunch of eight future ADs, yeah. including the current AD. Keith yeah, there's Carter. like four FBS ADs that yeah. were here in two thousand twelve when we got here. Yeah. But at Ole Miss, for people that aren't Ole Miss uh, followers. But at the end of the day, the timing of it's terrible. Whether you want it to or not, it's done by the power brokers to get him rid of, get him out of here so they can do it. And it's just bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what – you know, I really took pride in growing up and when I went there out of high school and started playing. And everybody talks about, you know, this and that. And I want to read something, okay? So I brought this. I want to read this. And I'm sure you're familiar with this, covering Auburn, but – for people that aren't so familiar with Auburn, well, let me explain something to you. There's this thing called the Auburn Creed. And when you go to school there, you learn it just as well as you may learn your fight song in other places and things like that. And you kind of, it's kind of like a, a guide of things that, that what Auburn stands for. Okay. And it's, it's short. So I want to read it to you. I've heard it. Yeah. All right. The Auburn Creed. And, it's, and it says this I believe that this is a practical world and that I can count on what I earn. Therefore, I believe in hard work. Hard work. I believe in education, which gives me the knowledge to work wisely and trains my mind and my hands to work skillfully. I believe in honesty and truthfulness, 
without which I cannot respect the confidence of my fellow man. I believe in sound mind and sound body and a spirit that is not afraid and in clean sports that develop these qualities. I believe in obedience to law because it protects the rights of all. I believe in the human touch, which cultivates sympathy with my fellow men and mutual helpfulness and brings happiness for all. I believe in my country because it has the land of it, because it is a land of freedom and because it is my own home and that I can best serve country by doing justly, loving mercifully and walking humbly with my God. And the last sentence, and because Auburn men and women believe in these things, I believe in Auburn and love it. So I say all that to say this. That's kind of like what you're, you know, you can call it a cult. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know. No, listen. I, but I went there. My I wife went there. It's, it's a, one of the things I took my daughter to visit Auburn. One of the reasons I did was because one of the things I observed in my, I don't know, 10-ish years covering Auburn, six as a beat writer, was that the people who went there really loved it. And so I was like, you know, let's go look. So I, go ahead. Yeah. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it. But the people that are doing all this shit, okay, they're supposed to be Auburn people, right? Right. You don't do that. If you love the place and you're wanting to make the place better, you're doing nothing but damaging the place. I've said this all along, right, as it pertains to Auburn and as it pertains to Brian Harson, and, and everything I hear about Brian Harson is that he's a good guy. Hard worker. Look, I don't know. Does someone have skeletons in his closet? Most people do. So most people wouldn't, I mean, you know, it's the whole your phone thing. How many people would want to just, yeah, here's my phone. Take it. Everything in my life is in there. Go ahead. I'm good. You've either got some whatever, debts or whatever, stuff. So I'm sure he's not a perfect guy. But here's my thing. Auburn hired him. He's shown up for work. If you've made the decision at Auburn that you're firing him, okay, then do it. Hand him his money. Cut him a check. You and I talked about this the other day, right? It, you can disagree with the decision about a firing, a coach firing. You can disagree with it. You can think this is this is ridiculous. This is way too this is too premature. Whatever. If the decision's been made, you write the check. Here's your check. It's not going to bounce. Cash it. We're moving on. Yeah, there's a way to do there's it. There's a way to do it. You pay for them, and you can get rid of them. It's legal. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, they're done that. It's great. But it is what it is. Instead, with this thing, what they're doing, this is to, this is to me, this is the interesting part to me, is now it would be very Auburn at this point. I told Jay Tate this the other day. It would be very Auburn at this point for Auburn to go win like eight in a row. Oh, it's going to happen. But It's the Auburn way. But assuming it doesn't, and they go through this deal where you take what is at, at a minimum a decent man in Brian Harson who showed up and, and, and took a job that he was offered yeah. and is giving you an honest day's work, if you try to slash his throat internally throughout the course of the season, at the end of this season, when you get through playing that game at Bryant-Denny Stadium and you get back on the bus and you make the press conference and all that stuff that it looks like is, is – Barry McKnight was on the Oxford Exxon podcast today. I don't know if you know Barry. Barry's the voice. Yeah, the voice of, of the Trojans. Trojans. He's also a, a radio guy in, in Montgomery. He has the greatest voice ever, by the way. It's fantastic. Yeah. But he was saying it's inevitable, and I, I, I think I agree with him. I think it's inevitable at this point that, that Brian Harson and Auburn are going to split ways. So you, at some point, you as the power brokers at Auburn are then going to have to turn around and go, okay, who do we hire? I, 
I mean, look, it's a great place and all of that stuff and tradition and you walk in the building and, and there's Pat Sullivan's Heisman and there's Bo Jackson's Heisman and now I guess there's, there's Cam Newton's Heisman. There's na- people have won national championships there. They've, yeah. A lot of stuff has happened there. But today, like I hear people talking about um, Luke Fickle. People talk about Mel Tucker. People talk about Lane Kiffin. All three of those people, I would look at them and go, I'd think really t- – I'd, I'd, I'd Well, that's make, my point. I'd really I guess think that's, about it. That's what I'm getting at, I guess, is that here's what pisses me off, and I see Hardman says this. He says, the crap Auburn tried to pull with the assistant earlier wasn't following their creed. And he's right, but here's the problem is you continue – if you're really in the best interest for the university, stop tearing the son of a bitch down. Right. Okay, and then when you continue to do things like this, exactly what you said, you took a job that I kid you not five years ago – Every coach in America would have said it was a top five job in the country. Maybe top, top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. It's not now. No, it's not even – who wants to do that? Yeah, it's not now. That's what I've, I've told people. They're not about. paying premier prices because they're not. They're, they're kind of stuck in that mold. They're not going to go out and pay what it would take. And when you're looking at the guy, the guy down the street's making over $11 million a year now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's way behind on NIL. Um, you, you compete every single day in the same state with the greatest that ever that ever was. And your other rival is the defending national champ who opens this season as number three and has a machine rolling in Athens. And you're in a division where, look at the division you're in for a minute. You're all, yeah. this is where it's changed. Jimbo Fisher's at A&M. We can make all the Texas eight and four jokes we want. They've got an absolute uh, monster of an NIL. But you're not going to out-recruit them. Yeah, you're not going to out-recruit them, so you're going to have to out-coach them every time. You've got Lane Kiffin's got it rolling at Ole Miss. Sam Pittman's winning at a level at Arkansas at least last year, and it appears that hasn't been done for a long time. They are. You at least have to take them seriously. Yeah, I mean, there have been times at Auburn where you could look at Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State and go, (laughs) you could just come to work and be the third best team in the the division. And now you look at Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State, and hey, those are not freebies. Those are not freebies, and that's before you even talk about what Brian Kelly may or may not do at LSU. It's before you talk about the rest of the league. You got Billy Napier and, and Tennessee's kind of got some momentum and Shane Beamer's got some momentum and all that stuff. So I say all of Kentucky's a, a top 20 program right now. I say that to say all of this. I'm not convinced that's a good job. And so if I'm Mel Tucker, yeah, who's got a great gig at Michigan State where they freaking love him, I don't know that I'm leaving. If I'm Lane Kiffin, who just today kind of – in really not a Lane Kiffin sort of way, said, you know, I look back on this and I think I needed Ole Miss and Oxford a lot more than it needed me. I mean, Lane seems to be ingratiating himself a little bit. These people are – those are the kind of names that you hear at Auburn. And, and uh, Luke Fickle? Why would Luke Fickle today leave for They're Auburn? Going to the Big 12. When Luke Fickle be, – beyond that, not only is Cincinnati moving to the Big 12, but Luke Fickle, if something happens in the Big 10 with one of the elite jobs, he's going to be on the very short list. He's getting it. Yeah, the very short list. Yeah. So so why would why would those people just pick up and go to Auburn unless you are somehow can believe that the landscape is going to change and there's no sign at all that the landscape's going to change. They had a failed coup a year ago and now they're turning around less less than a year ago. Now they turn around 8 months later and they're doing another coup. Yeah, I, that's what it just drives me nuts. It's like enough's enough. You've already done enough damage. You've already you've already pounded it into the ground, and it's just it's frustrating for. And, and look, I, I I hate if you're if you're not an Auburn fan, I apologize. But if you're a football fan, look, I 
I'm not a fan of anyone. I'm really not. I hell, I've played and coached against Auburn more than I than probably any other team based on all the schools I've been to. But I got blood and sweat equity in that place. You sure, know? I understand. Yeah, and and no, Kirk, we, can, we, can, we can goof around about the yeah. cult thing, but the, the but people, I'm just but I'm, again, the people that went there love it. Yeah, and, and you want to be yeah. and you want people want peel back the onion. Well, that's how I really feel when you got blood and sweat equity in a place, and you see somebody tearing the shit to the ground unnecessarily. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you've taken a program in a place that was very special to a lot of people, and you're making it a freaking joke. That's what you're doing. You're making the program a joke that used to be a prestigious place. And it's hard when when you become a joke to become less yeah. of a joke. It's hard to it's hard to put that. It really pisses me off if you can't two. tell. Sure. I mean, it just it's and you know, and people are giving Danny White shit and giving Kevin White shit about their response, and they're defending their friend. Hell, I actually like that. Sure, I, I do. I know. I get that it, it's not PC and it's not yeah. what we're supposed to do. I mean, f that. I mean, let's. But in fairness, people need to tell things it, it, the way they are. Yeah, in fairness to Danny and Kevin and the people that are defending Alan Green, they're not wrong. But I'm happy. You know what? I'm all kidding aside. People were like, you know, and that meet people. Are like, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't come out and say that. Well, screw that. They're defending their guy. That makes them more of a person. All right. If of you course. Want, I mean, if you want to be successful, work your ass off and be loyal to people. I mean, that's that's the kind of people that they want to attach to. They don't want to attach to a freaking guy that's just going to do whatever a puppet. And that's what and that's what bothers me. The reason Auburn got rid of him, Allen, I'm talking about, is because he wasn't their puppet. So what happens there this season if it's I mean there's obviously, you know, I did I did in 10 thoughts I did with Ole Miss best case worst case most realistic, you know. So best case for Auburn is probably 10 I mean 9 and 3, 10 and 2. That's I mean, probably it's a best tough case. schedule, man. I'd have to go back and look at it and, and it'll depend. Uh, I think they're going to be good on defense. It's going to be how good if they can score – it's going to be a very similar look to Georgia last year where defense is going to have to keep them in games and then they score enough points. The problem is it's not the 2021 Georgia defense. Right, right, right. I mean, you need so to score three to win that. What I was getting year. at was worst case for them is probably five and seven somewhere yeah, in there. So probably somewhere, five and seven. somewhere in the middle is probably that six, seven win range. That's not going to do it. So at what not point – power brokers. Right. So at what point this season does it become – obvious that Harson's gone and then what happens does he even make it does he even make it to the Alabama game yeah well who's gonna fire him I don't know and he's the kind of guy who's gonna do it he's gonna do this he's gonna way. do it the right way yeah, it's I, I think it has the recipe for a real PR disaster where Brian Harson comes out looking like hey I did everything you've asked me to do and you 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 cut me from from behind and I'm just gonna kind of bleed out here well here's the next thing they're gonna have to hire an AD first right so, you start looking at ads, right? Who that's going to tell you a lot of things. Who they're hiring? They're not. They're not going to hire a football coach without an ad. Who who's going to hire the coach? I guess the president. I guess the boosters got a new president coming in. I mean, I guess the boosters are going to try to do. That's it. my point. Yeah. So don't be shocked if you want to. Tr- you want to see their true power coup? Don't be shocked if they don't name an ad, and they try to get this done without an ad. And they bring in somebody in there to do that. You just, you know, see what I'm saying? The power guys are going to get with the president and try to do this without an AD. And if they do that, I mean, who's taking this job? Well, that's, I mean, that's unless it's just for a check. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the AD job. Well, they wanted Kevin Steele the last time to be the head coach. No, the AD, the AD has got to, whoever takes that job has to know at this point, hey, I really don't have any control. Yeah, you're going there to be so a puppet. They're hiring. If they're smart, they just hire a puppet. 
at this point. If this is the way they're going to operate, you're better off hiring a puppet because you could have avoided the whole Alan Green thing. Yeah. Had uh, you just had a puppet, the puppet would have done what they wanted to do, and Kevin Steele would be the coach at Auburn today. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what they wanted. That's yeah. what was, that's it's, what, just, it's just frustrating, man. I hate to see. And it, it didn't matter who it was. It could be Mississippi State. It could be Auburn. It could be Georgia. It doesn't matter. I just, when things are handled so poorly, I mean, just, and from people that know what the hell's going on, it's, it's really bad. But it is what right, it is. I'm covering a quarterback competition at Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kippen hasn't really said exactly how he's going to handle Saturday when Ole Miss plays Troy. Michigan, on the other hand, has a quarterback competition. Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, and Jim Harbaugh is going to handle it this way. McNamara is going to start the opener against Colorado State. Yeah, McCarthy is going to start the second game against uh, the mighty Rainbows of Hawaii. Have you ever heard of a coach I doing have, it this way? I have never in my life even contemplated doing this. Never even heard of it. Never heard anybody bring it up. I've heard a lot of suggestions in the past. I have never heard. He's literally going to let one guy go the whole first week. Yeah. Let the next guy go the whole next week, and then he's going to try to make a decision after that. Okay. When you we first talked about this, at first I was like, that's stupid. And then the more I've thought about it, the more I think, well, is it? You want to find out. <laughs> you want to find out. Okay, it's it's obviously unconventional, but it tells it, me that he likes both quarterbacks. He's yeah. not worried about losing a game. Yeah, well, they're not losing either one of those games. But don't you want to see what a week is State like? Says hello. Yeah, but come on, don't you want to see what a week is like with the what the guy preparing as a starter, playing as a starter, and then let the other guy do the same thing? Look, at the end of the day, you're going to probably play both of them at different times, but. In today's world, with whoever loses can just hop in the portal, you got to get these decisions right. Yeah, I mean, you as right as you can. I mean, you've, I mean, like I'll quote Lane Kiffin again, who has said repeatedly that you want to have as much information as possible, you want to have as much evidence as possible because you can make mistakes, like he, as he pointed out, and he's right. NFL teams, with all of the homework that they do, have made mistakes in the top ten picks of the draft with, with quarterbacks. Yeah. I think once you get them, though, and I've never had this problem, and maybe it's just because we never had a quarterback battle that close. Um, I've never gone into the first week not going, like feeling really good about, all right, this guy's going to give us the best chance to win. Um it's just I don't know. It's just it's unusual. I, I've never even now, now Harbaugh's a different dude by by he nature. Is. He is. Um, I got to experience that up close and personal for a Saturday afternoon in Mobile, Alabama. But <laughs> um, I mean, I'm for the guy. I mean, I, I like. I think he's a superhuman being. Like I did not know that until I Harbaugh? met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've told that on here before. But um, just a great guy. But I, I mean, he went all biblical today too in his press conference. I actually went back. Oh, and did he? Yeah, he 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 tried to. Uh, he tried to relate this to King Solomon. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, only <laughs> yeah. like he could do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you, you could probably do that pretty good. But uh, yeah, you know, I was going to say, yeah, you got no one, say, one other guy. I know one other person. Uh, but no, I mean, I couldn't do it. I mean, but he uh, does a great job, man. Um, they're going to be pretty good. I mean, they're going to be top two or three in the league. So interesting. I'm, I'm kind of just. What happens though? This was the discussion this morning in my office. Okay. What happens if they both go for like thirty of thirty-five for four hundred and fifty yards? What do you do, Coach McCready? 
I, I guess you go into week three and you play them, play them both. I don't know. You play the one that you – look, at the end of the day, you know who you think your quarterback is. You do. You know. I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. And I, so you I, play that guy. You go with it. You go with your gut. You go with your instincts. You go with – even if it's really close, and at some point you know that, hey, there's a chance that you make the wrong decision. But indecisiveness – is every bit as bad as a bad decision. At some point, you just have to say, this is what I'm doing. This is where we're going. I believe in it. Because if both are doing really well, you picking one isn't necessarily picking the wrong one. And if you pick your guy and the other guy transfers to school X and kicks ass there, you don't look bad because of that. You look like, you know, indeed, it was a hard decision. And there's so many things, and I, I, want, I want to share this with the fans. I actually see Weldon here, so he'll know exactly why we do it. So when you're evaluating quarterbacks, you don't watch highlight tapes, okay? You don't watch, um, you know, the TV copy. You have film, and we do what we call an all-balls-thrown tape. And it will really separate quarterbacks when you're, when you're studying film. If you've got a quarterback that's throwing hitches into cover two, okay, that's not going to be on his, on his tape. And there's a lot of things on TV you can't see, like – coverage rolling and things like that. And sometimes the the uh, the crowd was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's so good. Well, they don't realize that he got lucky and, and threw the wrong guy. You know, um, I don't think I've told this on here. I remember – I know I told on my other podcast. But I remember um, when Lane was the coordinator at Alabama and Blake Sims was our quarterback. Yeah. We played Florida on a 230 national TV game. And Blake was like 24 of – 28 or something for like 280 and four touchdowns. And Nick's trying to get him out of the game. It's telling Lane to take him out of the game because he's doing so bad. But the crowd's going like, what? I mean, the guy's literally 24-28 for 280 and four touchdowns in the first half. But he's wanting to pull him because the fans can't see that, you know, he's throwing into coverage and the guy's making – you know, we're just better than the other team. And right. so we were making plays. You know, we had this guy named Amari Cooper. He kind of went and, you know, snagged over by his head and stuff. I remember him. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you just don't – there's things you don't see. You know, when you're throwing – you're you know, when you come up to the line of scrimmage and you're predetermined where you're going to throw the football, sometimes it's going to work because your X is better than their O, but sometimes it's going to go the other direction. Yeah, because sometimes they're – O is every bit as good as your X, and they start figuring out what you're doing, and they roll a coverage. Yeah, they can and they roll, trick you, rob you. Yeah, they sure. can they can droppers. They can do all kinds of things and and get in your windows. And but here's my up. thing about quarterback deals: when you're this is the reason it's not the whole. If you have two, you don't have any. That's that's you can cliche. have you can have two really good ones. But the reason I don't like the whole rotating series, rotating quarters, stuff like that, is that that is a position about rhythm. That is a flow. That is exactly. That is a, tr a position that that requires flow. It's not like like you can rotate outside linebackers. If anything, hell, go for it, man. Now they're fresh because when that cat's in for his series, you don't have to say, "Hey, listen, John, bust your ass this series," because he knows, "Hey, I'm gonna go hard this series. Then I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna get a chance to catch my breath. I'm gonna get some water." I'm going to towel off. I'm going to be ready to go. I can get myself ready to go again, right? Because what's my objective? I, I got to read. I'm going after the quarterback. I'm whatever. Yep. It's a different position. I'm not, I'm not saying it's simpler, but it's different. If you're a running back and you know that you're part of a rotation, you just know when you get the ball, hey, balls to the wall, right? 
and you're going to get a break. You're going to get a, can- a chance to catch your breath. You're going to get a chance to pour some water on top of your head, cool off, get fresh, go do it again. But if you're a quarterback, it's about you're reading a defense, you're getting into a flow, you're feeling what's going on. You, you don't need to come sit. There's a lot of things, too. This is you know, I don't want to get too X and O geeky on you here. There's a lot of things, too, when it comes to getting in the flow of the game, understanding the personnel on the other side right? and how often they rotate. So if you got a defensive line, like if you know if I look up, I'm the quarterback, and this stuff that goes through their head, I look up and I see what defensive tackle's out there. Well, he's not a pass rush guy. He's a push pocket guy. So I know right now that if I get that protection at the beginning, I can step up in the pocket. Well, I go back out two series later, he may be rotated out. So you never get in those kind of flows, understanding backers and leverage and things like that. So, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I'm fired up to see it. Hey, by the way, before we get going, yeah. my man Bob just texted me. Yes, sir. He said that Red Dragon, the fl- fruit, uh, fruit, the flavor that I have right now, uh-huh. he says he's listening. He says it's fruit punch with a hint of dragon fruit. Oh, now that sounds like my cup of tea right there. I love some fruit punch. Okay, so that's what it, that's what he he. I guess he heard me say it was cherry, so he busted me up. He said Red Dragon is a fruit punch with a hint of dragon fruit. Bob, appreciate you listening, brother. Yeah, it's Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And a word from our other sponsor, BetterHelp. Uh, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. I've used therapy in the past as a way to uh, handle some stress, navigate through some difficult times, clear some negative thoughts. It was a life changer for me. If you're giving, uh, thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. Uh, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Um, couple kind of not-so-good notes. Brian Robinson looks like he's going to be okay, but shot yeah, that, twice in a carjacking. That happened yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, I guess. Got in a carjacking, got shot in a glute, got shot in the butt and the uh, lower leg, but seems to be going to be fine. Now, it didn't actually really matter coming back and playing this year, but I imagine a rehab on that. I, could, I mean, I don't even know. I've never had to deal with that. Yeah, no, I'm thank, thankful to be able to say I've never been shot. No, I'm talking about I've never had a player. Oh, I mean, I've no. actually I've had one shot, but never had to deal with him coming back or the rehab of it. Right. It's been a long career. Actually had two shots. Both fatally? No. No. Neither one of them. Okay. They both came back and played. I just don't remember. One of them, like, uh, played another position, and one of my guys, uh, he was done with eligibility. Gotcha. He was still on the team, but he was done with eligibility. All right, week zero. <clears throat> Uh, we both went four and two. Yeah, but I'd like to take this moment to all you assholes that are throwing shade on me about fading me after the first. I understand it got off to a slow start, but that's why you have a slate. And kiss my ass. Goodness. Yeah. 
Not even 45 minutes. Bob, Bob, the inferno must kick in at 34 minutes. <laughs> not 45. I've had a great day today, though. I'm just, I'm teasing. I love you guys. I, I appreciate the trolls. I just don't get pissed when I troll back. That's the only thing. Yeah. If you dish it, I mean, that's where we come from, right? I'll, you can, if you can dish it, you better take it. All right. So, uh, Let's touch on a few of the games. Don't spend a whole bunch of time yeah. on this because none of these none of these were like going to impact anything long term. Nebraska Northwestern. I've got a little criticism of the media coverage of Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska was up eleven, I think, and yeah, they, they tried an onside kick. Yep, failed. Yep, and Northwestern sort of dominated from that point forward. It's easy. Look, I didn't agree with the decision to do the onside kick. That being said. If that onside kick is successful, the same people who are ripping it to shreds are going, oh, that was so ballsy. That was so so brave. I didn't think that's why they lost the game. I thought they lost the game because they uh, – Ryan Holinsky yeah. picked them apart in the short passing game. Yeah, happy for him and his family. Great My kid. God, after all that family's been through, it had to, had to be great. Dan Warner signed and recruited him, by the way. Yeah, so happy for him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, he played really well. And then I just kind of felt like, for the most part, Northwestern was better at the line of scrimmage than Nebraska was. And so, you know, it's a Pat Fitzgerald team. They're always going to be physical. They're always going to be hard-nosed. They're grind, all that stuff, right? I mean, that's just kind of who they are. And so 
I don't know, um, Tyler. I just I didn't think the onside kick was necessarily the end of the whole world. I, I I think to to make it that is to try to make it all about Scott Frost, the play caller, and not about the fact that hey, they just haven't gotten enough good players in the right spots. Yeah. So the onside kick thing for me, that's a Monday morning quarterback deal. All right. Now everybody's ready. To, oh, that's why Scott Frost is a moron. Yada, yada, yada. You can do all that. But, you know, like, was it three, four years ago? You have to get the years. I'm sure there's somebody in here that can remind me. Hey, we were celebrating Nick Saban by what kind of a great-ass play call that was in the national championship game when he did it against Clemson, and they ended up winning the game. Talking about, oh, that changed the game. You took over the game at that moment because he came out and did, I think, the start of the second half or something. Yeah. But it's a great call then. Sean Payton did one in the Super Bowl that helped the, yeah. the Saints beat the Colts. That's just a – it was almost like a safe gamble, and so the fans know. He just didn't go on the sideline and go, you know what would be a great idea? We are like, hey, he's not playing Madden. No, but hey, I think we can get him right here. They had planned that. Yeah. It was, they, they, they saw something. And if you look at the film, he, was, he had it. It was a good look. The kicker just kicked it right at the dude. Like, he's supposed to kick it another four just, feet to the right. Just didn't get executed. He didn't execute the play sure, call. Sure, it, ha- it happens. It happens. Sure, But it wasn't a bad call. It, it wasn't a – and it, because it didn't work out great. But here was a situation. They were up 11, and I almost give the guy a little bit of credit. He was going for nuts. You know, I mean, he was – if he gets that kick right there, he's going to score. He goes up 18. I think, the, I think the route's on. I think he kills any hope that Northwestern has of winning the game. Well, instead, he gave him a short field, which is a disaster. Um, and then it's kind of like I said, an educated risk because he still had an 11-point lead. And so he had a chance, but he, he just lost all momentum and, and – you know, you almost got to give a – he went the other way. You see a lot of coaches that are scared for their jobs, coach scared. He was not coaching scared. Right. And I almost want to applaud him for that. At least he wasn't coaching scared. Now, in hindsight's 50-50, or 20-20, what I say, 50-50. Hindsight's 20-20, that's a badass vision. 50-50, yeah, man. No, you, no bueno. You don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see nothing. Hindsight's 20, yeah. His hindsight <laughs> may have been 50-50, right? It might be now. Yeah, it might be now. That was good. All right, but uh, I don't know. Here was the problem for me, and I'm I'm kind of with you. Um, Nebraska struggled on defense. Yeah, at pretty much every level. Yeah, didn't stop the run. They didn't get a pass rush. They did not stop the run. Did not cover intermediate stuff at all. They were in, they were in nickel some. All right. So for the fans out there, and I'm going to try not to get football geeky on you here. So base personnel, you're going to have a four – they're a four-down base, so they're going to have four down linemen, three linebackers, and four DBs. When you go to nickel, which nickel's five, you're going to go to five DBs, take one backer out. And when you go to dime, you go to six DBs, and that's really based on down and distance and personnel match. They never really got out of nickel. And Northwestern – and they played too much base. And Northwestern basically put – Real fast guys on big slow guys, and they just ate their ass up underneath. And they were getting space, and they just couldn't slow them down. I mean, they couldn't cover them, couldn't get a pass rush. I mean, they failed at every level. And let's don't get carried away. It's Northwestern. You know, that's the concern. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably a four and eight, five and seven Northwestern yeah. team. Now, you go to the flip side on offense, and I don't know if the fans, how many guys watched it. I watched it very closely. There were four drives that I counted that ended in zero points. That poor accuracy on deep balls right. cost uh, Nebraska points. There were overthrown balls with guys running cut loose five yards behind people. And then there were a couple of balls that were called, actually, that were underthrown, and the guy had to stop and wait on it and go for a jump ball 
that if the ball's just put out in front. So, you know, Casey Thompson really struggled with his accuracy on deep balls. Did a good job getting the ball out underneath, but really struggled accuracy-wise as the game went on. And the last play that beat him, I mean, he throws the ball behind him at five yards, you know, on a whip route, and that'll, that'll get you beat. So they they have enough ass to kick ass. Like, I'm I'm ready. I mean, they're going to probably beat somebody they're not supposed to beat because it wasn't as much of a talent thing on offense as it was execution. Defensively, they got to get a ton of stuff fixed if they're going if they're going to play that style of football. But it can be fixed. But they're about to go into another season where this the the thing hangs over them. It, it did it last year yeah. when they lost to open the year at at Illinois. It, they never really recovered from it, and now you got to bounce back from this. This is going to hang over you. It is going to be a constant. Yeah. He's already getting asked questions about his job security. Yeah, it's. I feel. I mean, just and I think somebody just said it. I think our. Uh, GJG, I'm just going to refer to him as uh, AirPod. That's our, that's our AirPod guy. Okay. So that's GJG, you need to change your name to AirPod. Um, but he said it the right. I mean, you get beat up front, I don't care who you are. It's just hard to overcome. It's hard to win a game, and yeah. it, it can happen game to game. You're not guaranteed to go out there and dominate somebody up front. But um, I believe you and I have talked about this before, not on here, but in our off-the-camera stuff. You can watch the line of scrimmage at the beginning of a game. That's what I do. It's going to answer a lot of questions. I Kind of excited to get back in person because I can do it in person on TV. It's hard to do, but in you person, miss it in person, huh? You don't miss it in person. In person, if you just will be disciplined in the first five snaps for both teams, watch the line of scrimmage. Ninety times out of a hundred, you're going to call the winner right there. Yeah. Um, Vanderbilt now leading the SEC in every major offensive category. Uh, I think it's time to apologize to the Commodores at this point. I mean, they clearly. Clearly have turned it around and are now contenders in the SEC. You did not stay up. I know you didn't. I didn't. I did not make it. Um, Full disclosure, moment of weakness, not something I'm really proud of. The goal Saturday was to do the yard and all that stuff. I did the yard on Friday. Got the yard done Friday evening. And so I knew that was probably setting setting myself up. Went for my run. Got through running. Kind of felt that maybe done something to my back a little bit. And so I opened that first beer at about 11 a.m. back didn't hurt anymore, did it? <laughs> it helped the back. <laughs> um, I never really stopped. I didn't like just keep, I wasn't like slamming, but I was, it was, it was a constant flow of a day. And, and no, 9.20, I was done. Yeah. I was out. I was finished. Is it bad to say if I start, if I started drinking before my son's baseball game was over with, is that bad to, you know, I, is that bad parenting? I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. It's just us it's talking. Just us talking. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I think I started at. I started at about. I'm going to say one thirty. Uh huh. We had 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 a game at twelve thirty. No, we've been two. Yeah, we had a game at twelve thirty. We had a little break. Yeah. Went and had me uh, and did my classic line. I will take the largest draft Miller Lite that you have available, please. And it went down smooth. That's good. And then we found a way to get run off the field in like 25. It had to be the shortest baseball game ever. We got run ruled in like 25 minutes, which was awesome. Yeah. So, look, <laughs> uh, coaches, if you're – don't be upset. I was kind of – Yeah. So, I got to come home and uh, started if drinking. If you're not going to win, let's lose. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's lose and get out of here. Yeah. And then I got to come home uh, early and uh, got in time to watch the – got home about 5 o'clock. Started back at it again. And, uh, man, I went the whole thing. I, I stayed up because we had a lot of rain delays. At yep. North Texas, I had the whole night slate and uh, enjoyed it. But Vandy, say all that to say this. Talking about getting off the rails real quick. 
the, here's what I was please I was kind of okay. They started. They're looking more, looking, looking more like an SEC football team, body wise, mm-hmm. body type. They had big, long dudes. We had Chris Lee on the show last week who covers Vanderbilt, and he said that. He said, you know, look, they're not going to win many games. They might not win any SEC games. But he said he gave credit to Clark Lee and Barton Simmons and those guys that they are trying to recruit to a, um, I don't know, a, a body type. Yeah, a model. But, yeah. A, a model. That's the word I was looking for. Um, you know, and that it you see it with some of their young players, that they're, they do look a little better. It's look. It's a long slog from where they were to anything resembling contention. Hell, it's a long slog from where they were to anything resembling respectability. But I've talked to and now you've said I've talked to enough people who said yeah, yeah I saw some things. Might not be just the total disaster pushover that they were. Look, Clark's a good coach. Yeah, they're going to do a good job. It might not be doable, but they're going to give. Unlike Brian Harson. Vanderbilt's going to give Clark Lee a long a decade time. Yeah. A long time. But they were in the right places. Schematically, they were very sound. They were in the right places. Um, and they looked apart. They will hit you. They created some turnovers. They had some excitement. Like, I was fired up for them. I think they're going to be a competitive team in the league. Um, and I'm going to stick with our preseason uh, prediction. They get somebody. Well, I've said that all along, and everybody makes fun of me. And I've, I, I just think – I just think because I know kids are kids. And when Vanderbilt's been as bad as Vanderbilt's been over the years, teams aren't teams look at that game on the schedule and naturally, this is not a criticism. Yeah. And go, that's one we can take a break. Yeah. And you look up and you're in the third quarter and it's a war and all of a sudden it is you know, like you watch a basketball game. At the college level, you see these upsets, and the upsets unfold over the course of a game with the coach going, hey, let's just win this four-minute segment. Let's just win this four-minute segment. Let's just shorten this thing. Make it an eight-minute game. Make it a four-minute game. And once you make it a four-minute game, hey, now it's one turnover. Somebody hits a couple of buckets. Somebody makes a three. Ball game. And it's like that in football. And and I, I have a feeling, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, everybody can make fun of me. I don't care. It's fine. I have a feeling Vanderbilt's going to make a fourth quarter game of somebody. I don't know who. You heard it here first, Neil McCready, Vanderbilt, SEC East champs. Did not say that. <laughs> but they're going to make a fourth quarter game of somebody. Maybe they don't win it. But yeah. Maybe they do. But Because here's the thing. You know this. Once you get it to like six and a half minutes left in a game and it's, say, 24 to 21, anything can happen. I just feel they were substantially better coached. Recruiting, everything in their organization was substantially better Saturday than it was last year. And fun fact that I learned this morning from my man, Birch Mason, out of the office, said it was their largest margin of victory um, in an FBS game since before World War II. Now, that said, Hawaii sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's don't get carried away. Yeah, uh, real quick, a couple other games. Yep. Jack State, uh, Stephen F. Austin, yeah, you, I got, you called this one. I called this one. And uh, I may, when somebody told me, like, we had it at plus 116. It actually got up to about plus 240 before oh. kickoff. And not only did they win, they kicked the shit out of them. It was the best. I loved it. It was Rich Rod at his finest. And they and they made them quit. And uh, they scored five straight possessions um, on offense uh, to end the game. And here's the thing. They had f- almost it was like 489, 490, somewhere like that, total offense. And they had the ball to minus twelve. They just got the ball back. 
and the game ended in the third quarter because of weather. They didn't even come back and finish. They yeah. literally the other team quit, like literally. But it's a big win for him. I'm excited. That's my hometown too. So I got all kinds of love for Jacksonville State. But it's my hometown. Rich Rod's there. All my guys there. Ryan Garrett. I mean everybody. My man, Big Dusty. Everybody's there. Um, but they uh, Mike D. But here's the thing: is also cool is that's a top ten win for them at FCS. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin was ranked tenth. And so you, you take an unranked team in his first job and didn't just win, went and like got after him. Um, but it was really good. Threw for two hundred, ran, had two two hundred passing, two hundred and ninety yards rushing, and still had a quarter of seventeen minutes left to play. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, they were gonna roll it up. On they the, got some good players. On the flip side, and I know it's week zero. Any concern if you're a Tar Heel fan based on yeah. what, the, what that looked like? Um for those who didn't see it, they they got tested by Florida A and M. It was a, a Florida A and M team that was basically playing with half its roster. It was really it was really interesting to me. Is it was going to be a seven point game? Fam, you gets the ball. I'm probably the only guy watching this game at this time, besides anybody who's playing his parents. Um, but Fam, you had a chance just to run the clock. Let's go to halftime, down seven, and they like thirty seconds left on their, like the twenty yard line in their own territory. Come out slinging and throw a pick six. Yeah. And so it kind of opens the game up a little bit. But uh, the uh, FAMU had a transfer quarterback from uh, Bandy, matter of fact, and he looked good. And he was out there throwing around pretty good. And it was – they had 25 players out, but three of them were starters, so they had more of their depth was gone. Um, and everybody's like, well, how can this happen? And I <laughs> wrote this down. I wanted to share the story. This happened to me, okay, at Arkansas State. In 2008, we're getting ready to get on the bus. My first game back as a receivers coach at Arkansas State in 2008, we're getting on the bus to go to uh, play Texas A&M. Okay. First game of the season. And we come to work. We leave like at 10.30. We come to work at like 8 o'clock. And they say, hey, you know, they just – a list, a laundry list of players are ineligible. How does that happen? All right, so they get put on probation for this, by the way. Um, so – I found out about it in the summer, late in the summer, like coming towards camp. Uh, we had a new uh, academic person, and they come to me, and they're like, I remember the kid's name was Bud Tillman. They come to me, and she goes, hey, coach, I just want to let you, I was going to bring Bud, was a walk-on, never going to play for us, uh, but, you know, a hard work guy, and I wanted to reward him and bring him into camp, and that's when you can only bring in 105 people. And so I was going to put him on my bring in camp list, and they're like, hey, coach, he's ineligible. He academically ineligible. He can't come to camp. I went, what do you mean he's academically ineligible? He is a nursing student that has a 3.85 GPA. How is he academically ineligible? And I'm like, well, you know, has to do with classes. So in my mind, I'm thinking he had changed degrees or something and got behind in progress towards degree. Right. That means you have to throw away some of his classes. Well, that wasn't the case. So this goes on all of July, and it kind of went quiet all of August, nothing. Well, then the day before we leave to go to the first game, they come in and tell us, like, Matt, uh, Matt Manich, our starting left tackle, all sunbelt stud, never gave up a sack his entire career. Stud. Can't play. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and we had aspirations of being a really good football team. Right. Because we had started that, that direction back to being Arkansas State, what you know it now. Comes to find, come to find out what – see, what had happened was <laughs> – <all right. laughs> So our academic person there at the time – so, like, when Neil McCready, when you come and you are a freshman, they give you a uh, checklist right. of your classes or whatever major you're going to be in. Right. 
when the university was changing curriculums and all this other stuff, well, he just kept the same curriculum that they came in as a freshman. And so they're over here taking these classes that had nothing to do with their degree. Now, you may be in like accounting 101, but it may not count anymore in your degree plan. It's been going on for four years, cuz. And so how did you, what, what happened? So we, a lot of waivers and all that stuff. Um, and then the kids, they did not make the trip. They flew them down on a separate plane the next day, all right, on game day. Yeah. We got a waiver, emergency waivers, NCAA, get everybody eligible, quote, unquote. Because it wasn't, they were not, it wasn't kids' fault. Right. They didn't have like a 2.0 or failing classes. We're talking about people with three six, three seven GPAs that were deemed academically ineligible. Well, so, that wasn't a happy flight on Friday, I'm, I'm guessing. No, a little, no. Little, head little, coach pretty pissed. Head coach was yeah, pretty Head coach pretty pissed. I bet. So anyway, long story short, they come down there and uh, we we beat their ass. How about that? Is that right? Yeah. Biggest biggest win in school history up to that point. I don't know if they've had another one, but we beat Texas A&M the first game of the season. College Station. Who was the coach at A&M at the time? That was, uh, I think that was Mike Sherman's first game as the head coach. Oh, wow. That's a blast from the past. Tannehill uh, was the quarterback. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Unlike Tannehill to lose a But it's a big happened game. before. That's I don't know what FAMU's deal was, but that was, what'd you say? I said it's unlike Tannehill to lose a big game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Shade. Yep. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's turn the page. Yep. Got, uh, got some big games coming up this week. A lot of big games, actually. I mean, we got... And we'll talk about these on uh, on Thursday a lot, but we got Oregon, Georgia, in uh, Atlanta. Yep. Got uh, LSU, Florida State on Sunday night in New Orleans. Yep. Got Cincinnati at Arkansas. Got the uh, backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Is that in Morgantown, dude? I know you're going to ask that. Go ahead, I'll look at Penn it. Penn State is at Purdue on Thursday night. I'm actually excited about that one. Everybody can make fun of me all you want, but I love the Big Ten. And I'm in on that one. one. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Mississippi State, Memphis, got North Carolina, App State, which has got, mm, got, mm. got some potential there. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, Utah, Florida is an interesting game. Uh, Notre- it's in Pittsburgh, by the way. Okay, it's in Pittsburgh. Notre Dame is uh, at or playing Ohio State. I don't know where that game is. Uh, uh, it's at the big house. Is it at the big house? And then Clemson and uh, – the, the horseshoe at the big house. That'd be, that'd be messed up. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, play it in Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. it's at the horseshoe. Clemson yeah. and Georgia Tech – face off as well um which ones of those sort of stick out and have your interest i'm all in on oregon georgia for many reasons um i'm gonna go ahead and say we start we 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 said it told everybody first i'm telling you right now if you can buy stock buy stock in michael williams he's the edge player at georgia as a freshman he's gonna be a freakazoid he's a first round guy without question i mean he's gonna be one of these guys that come like oh my gosh but just watch michael williams He's the, uh, like I said, the outside backer, the Sam Williams position for the people that are listening to some of the people that follow Ole Miss okay. at Georgia. And then here's one for the here's one for the ages. We're all going to remember Malachi Starks. He's going to be the first freshman to start in this system at safety since Minka Fitzpatrick. So you're saying he's got a chance so to I'm be good. So I'm saying he's got a chance. By stock and Malachi Starks. He is beating – and Georgia's got some dudes coming back, right? He beat them all out. Watch out. Georgia, is it's, it's interesting because everyone is so high on Alabama and Ohio State, and deservedly so. It almost feels, this is a weird, what I'm about to say, is, I, I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but everyone just puts Georgia third. They're third. 
They won the national championship. They return a lot. I know they lost a lot, but they return a lot. They're, to me, one of the more interesting kind of teams. I have no feel for this game at all. That 17 feels like a trap. Like, everybody goes, that's so many points. Take Guess Oregon. What? I'll go ahead and let everybody know. Come If you just want to, we'll just get to the next one because I can tell you what I'm going to do Friday, Saturday, Thursday in the show. I'm taking – Georgia's going to win the game. I, I'm betting – I'm taking the points. You're taking points. No, I'm going to get Oregon plus 17, 17 yeah. and a half, whatever it is. That's just too see, much. See, I'm super tempted I'll, to I'm lay them. I'm going to fall in it. I'm, I'm just su- falling in the trap. I'm super tempted to lay them. I, I, I don't care. Honest. I'll just – I'll lose my money. Um, That West Virginia-Pittsburgh game – and maybe this is because I've been to Morgantown a few times and I just kind of have a little thing. I like Neil Brown. and That game's got fascinating written all over it. Pittsburgh, the guy at Pittsburgh, and I can't think of his name right now, has done a great job. Narduzzi. Yeah, Narduzzi has done a great job at Pittsburgh. He has made them – he's taken them from pretty irrelevant to damned relevant. Um, and, and they benefited from having Pickett, but they still have a really talented roster. Well, you get – you got the battle of transfer quarterbacks, right? So you got how about this storyline? You got JT Daniels is going to be the quarterback for West Virginia, and you got Slovis is going to be the quarterback for Pitt. So you got these USC transfers that are, oh, yeah. that are playing in this game against each other. Yeah. So that's a really intriguing game. Um, I'm all about that one. We'll talk about that. We got to get early on this game because Thursday when we record, this is a Thursday night game, so we'll have to get our picks in pretty quick on that one. Yeah, we'll be ready. We'll get them. In. We'll get them in. We'll be on the record. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in Notre Dame Ohio State, even though the line's really big. I, I you know, Ohio. Are you St- thinking about betting that game? No, I don't think so because I just don't know enough about Notre Dame yet. I want to see them some, uh, and I'm 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 pretty high on Ohio State. Everybody is, but I I think they're I think they're legitimately a a contender, not you, just a not just a Big Ten contender, but a legitimate contender. Yeah, I'm super interested in this game too. I don't think I'm going to bet on it just yet, but I don't really suspect you're going to see a whole lot of difference in Notre Dame. Well, you got Freeman, who was a DC, who's now the head coach. Yeah, and they kept the uh, offense coordinators the same. So I don't I don't know if you'll I don't know how much of a difference you're going to see there with what they're you know I don't think they had too much of a change. As far as schematically, probably culturally, they had some change. Obviously, yeah. Um, I'm interested in that game to see. I mean, that's a lot of points, man. It is a ton of points. I mean, you're talking about a number three preseason, right? Yeah. But a number three versus the number five team, and you got a 17 point spread. It just shows you how much juice is in Vegas on these three teams. Yeah, they love them. Um, I'm I'm interested in LSU, obviously, in, in their opener. I'm because I've I'm, I'm gonna heard, hammer that one. I've I yeah I I think I know where I'm going there. Um, and then I, I I think Arkansas covers against Cincinnati. I I I hear nothing but real positive things out of Fayetteville with the camp that they've had. They feel like they've addressed some of their issues with the exception of one, and they feel a little better about it than they did a week ago. I will tell I'll I'll put it like this: one of the best coaching staffs in the country is at Cincinnati. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And um, you know I got. Several buddies there, and also quick few clients. But I think they're the one thing that I'm now that they're a client of mine, and we've been working together for a while. The thing that I've been most impressed with them that I really didn't know. So I knew. So Colin Hitchler, who works on the defensive side of the ball there and coaches safeties, we worked together at uh, South Alabama. Okay. And so when we left South Alabama, I came here. He goes to Cincinnati. Really bright, like. Uh, it reminds me a lot of him and Glenn Schumann that's at Georgia are very similar guys. And Glenn's now the defense coordinator at Georgia. 
um, that worked together at Alabama. But just young guys that are really sharp. Luke Fickle does the best job in identifying young coaches that are bright. Like he gets these guys and doesn't have to really fight the uh, agents and pay the prices to get these guys. But it also tells you a lot about Fickle that he's willing to bring in those kinds of people because when when you – one of the biggest flaws that people can have in management, and when you're a head coach, you're in management. Right. Is you need to be the smartest guy in the room. You don't even realize it's happening to you. I, I could name someone that you know who I think falls prey to this. Um, when you are not bothered by that, when you actually don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, see, I think this is a Nick Saban trait. Nick Saban does not want to be the smartest guy in the room. He's going to make the final call, but Nick Saban wants to hear smart people give their opinions. That's probably the most uh, misunderstood thing about there. Everybody thinks that he just wants a bunch of yes men. Yeah. Literally, when he hired me, he says, I didn't hire you to just do what I tell you to do. I hired you to make what we do better. Right. I want you to come up with your own ideas. And he's going to make the final call, and now, then everybody's going to go It's his di- decision. Do, and, do not get me wrong. And then everyone's going to yeah. go in that direction. But he's a guy that I think wants to hear input. Yeah. Fickle, I think, is a lot the same way. He's a really smart guy who wants to be surrounded by other really smart guys, and it pays off for his program. It's, it's why this game, to me, is really interesting. Because Sam Pittman's a lot like that. He's totally different because he does the whole all shucks thing. But there's a lot more to him than that. And he's allowed Kendall Bryles and uh, uh, Barry Odom to kind of run their side of the ball. And he allows them to make decisions and to yeah. feel, have agency and ownership. And this is a this is a chance to be – look, Arkansas's crazy to schedule this game. But if if they win it, this gives them a little launching pad moving forward. And for Cincinnati, it's a real chance to prove that last year was nothing resembling a fluke. Yeah. If you told me this, and I get what the paper says, and I'm, I, I will probably have Arkansas minus six on my, on my betting card. Right. Um, I'm definitely looking at it leaning that way. But if you told me this is one of those games I'm not putting any – I'm not hammering it. Because sure. if you told me that Cincinnati – like, I believe in that staff that much. Like, it's really impressive. And, I, and look, I meet with a lot of staffs. Really, re- this guy is really impressive. Like I know, and it's, that's why everybody wants him as a head coach, right? It's it's, it's the week one thing for me. If if this game, lot, yeah, if this game were week four, I might feel a little different. But it's week one, yeah. and you're replacing Desmond Ritter, who played quarterback at Cincinnati forever. <laughs> and and I just it might take them a minute, yeah. and then on the other side, you've got year three for KJ Jefferson in Kendall Brown's mm. system. Yeah, but I, I love. I love everything they do, man. I think they are. Oh, it's a fun game. It's a it's potentially a really tight, yeah, fun game to watch. They're great. I, I mean, all right. Yeah. Let's let's close here. Got some upset alerts, and we got time to think about it. But yep. on Thursday, we'll 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 pick an underdog. We'll take a money line, trying to beat each other as we get into week one. You've got six games on upset alert. I do. You got App State. Over North Carolina. All right, so this I'm may be not honest, be a no- – I'm not even sure this is an upset. Well, by Vegas, it, I guess it started North Carolina was minus three. Um, and now it's, 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 it's back to pick, pick them now. Yeah. So it may, it may be an upset if you pick North Carolina by Saturday. Um, look, North Carolina has to go – you're talking about scheduling. Yeah, why are you scheduling a game in Boone? Coach, check this out. They got to go to App State this week. Then they got to go to Georgia State the next week. 
Yeah, somebody somebody thinks you're doing people favors. Well, you're just cutting your own throat. Yeah, that's no bueno if you're scheduling. Look, I love North Carolina, man. Again, quick you client. Um, but they got they got my man Longo over there. They got Big Nail over there, and they're talented. They're just young. Offensively, they look good the other night. Defensively, they got some things they got to work on defensively. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm putting them on alert because going into Boone's a very dude. It's their Super Bowl, man. That place will be a oh, freaking zoo. Yeah, and that's that's a party deal, and there 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 will be that well, place will be absolutely intimidating. One of the most beautiful scenic places in the history of college football. If you go to watch a game there, yeah, it's just kind of like especially in the fall when those leaves start yeah. changing because you're in the mountains. It's like when you're awesome. in Monroe and you're just skiing on the bayou. Yeah, it's just it's just, just as you're just right there on Bayou to see her, and you're just like skiing and you're doing a slalom, and you look over and you're like, this place is amazing. Yeah, no. No, the con trees everywhere. That's right next to somebody's asshole. That's what that. That's what that looks like. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we both like this one: Georgia State, right. South Carolina. I mean, I I'm not sure that I like Georgia State to win the game outright necessarily, but I'm gonna tell you now: I love the 13 points because I think this thing, I think this thing's got a chance to be tight in right. Columbia. What am I? I'm talking about if I could go. If you said Tyler, you can go pick any football staff in America to hang out with for the weekend. This is my staff. These are my dudes, okay? I mean, Brian Landis, Sean Elliott, we're like brothers from another mother, okay? All right, Sean Elliott, so that's who, you know, they text us about the rain. They're all, they're, I mean, they're all big fans of the podcast, yeah. so we got to give them a shout-out. Um, but Sean Elliott will be so juiced for this game. Like, he just got a, an award from the governor of South Carolina about being, you know, some Palmetto citizen deal. Like, he's Mr. South Carolina going yeah. into South Carolina oh, where yeah. he was the interim head coach. All right. Yeah. So, he had his interim year, and then when they changed coaches to went to, went to Muschamp, he goes to Georgia State. Okay. Okay, similar path we talked about a couple weeks ago. This guy is – his team will be the most physically tough, juiced team coming out of the locker room that you will ever see – ever coming out of a locker room. They may he may get brought up on charges coming out of a locker room. Well and with South Carolina you just and we'll talk about it more on Thursday. You just don't know. Like does it take a minute to get rolling with Spencer Rattler? Does it it's what you it's it's the thing about week one lines, like with with new with teams that are playing new quarterbacks or new offensive coordinators or just new systems. You're like, okay, I think they're gonna win and they probably are going to win, but it's you know, you might not get off to the best start in the world, and it might, it might, the game, the script for the game might look different than all the fans think it's going to look because they expect chalk. When it's normal, yeah, I get it. But once the, it's it's the reason I like Arkansas over Cincinnati, right? Is I think at the end of the year you're gonna look up and Cincinnati's gonna be a bitch. Like they're gonna have dudes, but when you're out there with a whole bunch of new faces on defense on the road, you got a new quarterback on the road. And things just kind of don't get off to a real – they get off to a kind of a clunky start. It's tougher to get the everything kind of rolling. Yeah. I'm interested to see what South Carolina looks like. Spencer Rattler, week one, he's going to have all sorts of juice pumping through his veins. And, you know, does he get off to a great start or does he get off to a little bit of a, a clunky start? Yeah. Who, who knows, right? That's like here with Jackson Dart, Luke Altmyer at Ole Miss. Are they going to get off to a smooth start, whoever it is, or is it going to be kind of – Anxious, anxious, yeah. Because sometimes those things can slow you down. But they better, they better pack their lunch in Columbia. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who the favorite. I guess Pitt's the favorite against West Virginia. Pitt is the favorite. 
I, I listen. I've heard some really good things about the Mountaineers in the last couple of weeks. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see this game. You know, it's August and you hear stuff and you don't know if it's true or not. But I've yeah. heard stuff. But they're get, the other thing is they're getting they're getting seven and a half points. Period. So they're getting yeah. they're getting multiple points. But I love Purdue. Penn State. It's gonna be a great game. And if Purdue getting some points at, at home, home. I know. That's and a, I don't know what I think about live dogs. I don't know what I think about Penn State, and so. You're gonna know after Thursday night. You've got Utah, Florida here. All Florida right. getting Florida a dog at home. I'm all up in this game right here. Okay, why? Everybody is just giving Utah a dub on this. I'm not. I know, but think the national. Yeah, money. sure. But with all that said, you're getting this dub, and you're supposed to be the Pac-12 champs, and you're supposed to roll in here and win the whole go to the college football playoff. Yeah, but you're on the road against a. What's perceived to be a military road SEC team? Here's what's and weird. You're only getting three points. You know what's weird about Florida, from a narrative standpoint, is everyone talks about Florida like it's middle of the road. It's kind of almost a rebuild. And then on the flip side, you get these people that are like, "Yeah," and they have a quarterback who's going to go in the top ten in the draft. You're like, "Well, hold up," because typically, <laughs> typically, this is why the the Kentucky thing is interesting. Typically, an SEC team with a top 10 quarterback doesn't play like a middle-of-the-pack team. Correct. Typically, SEC teams, because they're all talented. Everybody else is talented. You know, the league is full of talented players. And so, if you have a top 10 NFL quarterback, typically, those teams finish pretty strong. And that's why with Florida, there's this dichotomy of views. On one hand, people are like, yeah, you know, it's a 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven and five team. And you're like... Okay, so you don't think Richardson's very good? Oh, no, no, I think he's a sixth or seventh best player in the country. And I'm like kind of – if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out. People are like, oh, no, he's going to go in the top ten in the draft. And he, so if, if Richardson's going to play to the level that he goes with the seventh pick in the draft or something like that, odds are Florida's winning eight, nine games. Yeah, look, Billy is a quarterback whisperer now. And so, you know, Jaden Daniels at LSU says hello. Guy's good at developing quarterbacks. And he's got one that has talent. I think people probably maybe – I think where your draft stuff's coming from with that with him yeah. is Billy coaching that kid and, you know, betting on the come. You know, okay. betting on yeah. down the road. Uh, but my interest in this game is if Florida beats Utah. Yeah. I don't want to hear another word. Don't want to hear another word about, Pac-12? about Utah. Yeah. Well, no. you won't because they'll be done. I mean, because again, well, they have to done. show me if if Utah wants to be in the national conversation, they got to go undefeated. But no, you need to go into if you're that dude. Sure, you got to go play like it. You got to go to Florida and don't beat by. You should be going in and winning by seventeen. Sure, if you're that guy. Sure. Yeah. No. If if I came down, we'll deal with the football gods here. If I came down and told you, hey, Utah wins forty-one to twenty-one, you go, oh, okay. But if I come down and go, hey, Utah won twenty-four to twenty-three. You're like, oh well, they're not doing jack. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, you know. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. Okay, the last one you've got circled here, and I'm with you. You see how I put that one last? Because I don't. I hate that. I, I come I, on, go ahead. I'm gonna let you have the field on we're this. We're gonna one. Go tease ahead. this. Liberty and Southern Miss. What's the line on this? Three and a half. Liberty favored by three and a half. Yep. I'm just gonna tell you that again. This is based on things you hear. And it's August, and sometimes you're wrong, and if I'm wrong, we'll be here next week to take the beating. I think Southern Miss is going to be a pretty good football team. 
Now, are they good right out of the gate? Yeah. They got a lot of faces, yep. new stuff. I don't know. But I think by the end of the season, they're going to be a pretty good football team. And I know for whatever reason, people don't like to give Malik Willis credit. But Malik Willis last year covered up a lot of deficiencies at Liberty. And they don't have Malik Willis. Yep. Here's the thing, is I, and I know we're going to close this thing out, but for me, I really like the talent gap that Will Hall has closed this thing in one year. Yeah. I mean, he has done a phenomenal job recruiting. Now, there, he's got some young guys. Is it this year or when it, whenever it is? But now you're bringing – and don't think this won't play a, a role in it. When you start bringing – teams from up north that haven't dealt with a ton of humidity down to Hattiesburg yeah. to play in a game. I mean, it's going to be – you just don't roll down to the coast. It's so muggy. Dude, you don't roll down to the coast. Right. You know, and you better be ready to go. And, you know, everybody's like, well, what are you talking about? Well, let's go back to our Jacksonville State Stephen F. Austin game and see what happened to those guys. When you tra- – I mean, early in the season, these humidity games, it goes back to what I'm talking about with Utah. You start bringing that humidity into play, and if you can wear somebody down, things can happen. Sure. And – to me, it's going to be at Southern Miss. It's going to be quarterback play. If they get above, because Will Hall is a phenomenal. I'm a big believer in Will Hall as a football coach. If he gets good, if he gets good quarterback play, I think they have enough talent around them to have a really, really, really good season. So, Southern I, Miss I, to the top, baby. I am interested in Southern Miss. They're one of the teams in Week One that I'm in. A, in a week where there's, I'm interested in a whole bunch of teams, obviously, because. And then we get to next week. We get to this time next week. We'll do overreaction Monday because it is the single most overreactive weekend. Everyone overreacts. Ready to, to game fire one. coaches. Ready to get coaches raises and extensions. And teams get better. Yeah. Uh, from week one to week two to week three, and so sometimes what you think you saw in week one is not what you saw, but you don't know that until you've already made a fool of yourself and written and said stupid stuff that haunts you for the rest of the year. So I will. You don't um, have to worry about me writing anything. I will resolve myself not to <laughs> not to do that. Uh, I, I no matter what, like the game I'm going to cover Saturday. No matter what happens, I am not going to come out with some sweeping judgment one way or the other. I got something for that game on Thursday. Okay. All right, we'll talk about that next uh, on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday afternoon. Get you ready for uh, what will be just hours away from the Thursday night slate. I may yeah. be drinking, by the way. On Thursday. Okay. Because I usually the first Thursday I start day drinking at lunch. Okay. So I don't want to throw You that have permission. Okay. That's fine. So we got we got Tennessee playing Thursday night, got Missouri playing Thursday night, got West uh, Virginia. Got West Virginia, got the Big Ten game, got a lot going on. So we will cover that ground and more on Thursday. Again, one more time I want to thank the people at Rain Total Body Fuel. They've made uh They've made this a bunch of fun. We've had a great time with it. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel. I got a new favorite. To learn more. You like the Red Dragon? I'll have to try Bob, unbelievable. I'll have to try the Red Dragon. This is on fire. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, so uh, for Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Thanks to everyone for being in the chat. Thanks to everyone for making us a part of your week. Please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Until then, take care.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.